continuing our look at the upcoming high school football season in Frederick County. Welcome in, everyone, to the Final Score Podcast. Rex Swatak here with you, and I'm joined this week by the head coach of the Brunswick High School varsity football team, uh, Coach Jerry Smith. Good to have you back on, Coach. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. Nice to be here. Um, you guys have come a long way in your in your two years on the job. I mean, you guys, you, you when you took the job in 2017, you guys had lost 21 games in a row. First first two winless seasons in school history. I mean, what what, what is this journey to this point felt like so far through these two years? Uh, well, one it, the journey it's been fun. It's a lot of fun, I, and I got to say, um, you know, being a head coach sometimes, as other guys can tell you it could be draining on you um especially like when you put so much time and energy and sometimes you don't get everything that you think or hope or think you deserve or hope you you're going to get uh so to be able to go to brunswick and and put in the time and energy and the kids have done an amazing job of um of like living up to our standards and doing what we want and the way we want to do it and uh it's just been a really fun ride the past couple years and it's a you know, it's a ride that I think we could continue, and uh, I'm excited to be a part of. And you know, uh, it's it feels good. It feels very good to be there. As been as has been pointed out on this podcast and other places before. I mean, you're a Brunswick guy. Oh yeah, you, that's your alma mater. Yeah. So you are fully invested yeah. in this. Thing. Oh yeah, you have yeah. to have that, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I, th- so this off season, like um, I've become part of the BJR uh, Junior Railroaders group. You know, so I'm on the executive board. I've helped. Uh, get them all heads up certification and tackling certified. Yeah. You know, bring, I, saw, I saw you at Middletown for USA football. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the clinic there. Yep. And then I brought Kevin Lanat into uh, BJR and had him do it with just our guys. And, you know, the, it's just been nice to kind of invest into the community and, um, you know, they've welcomed me, you know, with open arms. And yeah, so it's just, it's fun. It's, it's really good uh, to be a part of something, uh, not just, a team, but the community and, uh, and kind of have everybody involved in it. So, and now you're coaching your son's pony football team. How, how many yeah. hours, how many hours are in your day? <laughs> Not enough, man. Right. Not enough. <laughs> 20, 28, right? Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably feels like that sometimes. It and does. Probably you get a little sleep. Uh, uh, Very little sleep. A lot of Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you guys took an important step last year. I mean, you guys were, you finished seven and three. Yeah. And you were in the playoff conversation right until the very last week of the season. I mean, yeah. h- how big was that for you and your kids? Um, I think it was. I think it was a big step. And it, even though we didn't make the playoffs, the kids were able to walk away feeling accomplished, like they've done something uh, that they could, you know, have a, a stake in. You know what our program is about now. Um, and I told those guys, those seniors that, that graduated, like for two years, they were a part of this rebuild and. You know, wherever we go from here on out, like they're going to be a part of that, you know, that climb, you know, out of the cellar. And, um, you know, it's important. And and I think we were able to see, you know, um, the teams that we lost to. We were able to see, like, why we we lost, what more uh, we need to work on within the program, Uh, not just like within our game or within our team, but the overall program itself like what areas that we have to focus on in order to beat those better teams and look you know Catoctin and Boonesboro were better teams uh you know the third team we lost to was in the monsoon and I, that sh- I blame that on myself that was I thought I was being clever and I think I put our kids in a bad advantage but you know the the Boonesboro and Catoctin who are playoff 1A teams um you know we we're able to look at 
you know, what do we need to do to be up to their level? And I think, you know, our guys are, are working towards that. Um, and, and so it's exciting. Um, it was really, really important for, for them and for the community. Because you had seven wins. I mean, you had, yeah. four, you had long winning streaks. I mean, it was important yeah. to experience all those things, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and nothing was easy either. And that's the thing, like, and other coaches will tell you, like, a win's a win, but not all of them are easy. Uh, the points don't necessarily indicate the ease of the win. And um, so it really showed as the season went on the growth in the kids and that, you know, kids can win and sometimes it's sometimes we as adults some we put ourselves in bad positions we overthink things and um and, and you know i think this was a great example of the kids kind of figuring out who they are you knew what the challenge was when you took this job oh yeah uh, uh, has it been tougher than you expected has it been better than you expected how how would you how would you describe just the journey so far for you in getting this program back on yeah. track. So, uh, you know, I think a big thing is first, you know, seven and three is great, but you know, we're still not where we are. Like uh, my challenge is still there. You know, we still have 50 kids in the program. That's it. You know, I'm still trying to build a, uh, a junior railroaders group. You know, they won three years ago, but then since then their numbers have significantly dropped at that varsity level so i'm i'm still like recruiting the middle schools and the elm i'm you know we're we're really taking a big um chunk of our time and focusing on elementary school kids and trying to build up the numbers lower and then hopefully as they kind of you know our involvement they'll continue to to come through the bjr program right into the high school so like my job isn't at all um finished or easy you know it's not like you know, I'm not churning out the same team each year. Uh, we have a lot of turnover, and it's exciting that kids want to play. So kids are coming out for the first time, and um, and that's fun and exciting. But at the same time, like that means a lot more coaching on our part because I, I have to teach a kid something. And sometimes for my coaches, that means that we have to be clever and enough to figure out what skills a kid can do and not do and make sure that we're only putting them in those positions uh, and they have to fit with the skills of the other kids around them so you know um man it, it's still a climb uh but it's fun uh, and again as long as the kids respond and the community is supportive and stuff like i'm all in and it, it is great to see and great of great to be a part of but um it's definitely it's still a struggle um uh, still a struggle that was the first thing you had to do, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you, you went to wrestling practice. You went to uh, community uh, yep. sporting events. You went to community just events just to say hello to people, shake yep. hands, and yeah. just introduce yourself. Yeah. I mean, you had to – and you, you've worked pretty hard at getting kids <laughs> in this program. And, oh, yeah. And 50 doesn't sound like a lot, and it's not. But you guys, when you took over, you were in, you were barely – you barely had enough kids to field a, yeah. a team. I mean, yeah. you, you were under 30. Yeah. And the, and the thing is now, even though, even with the 50 that we have, um, you know, the kids that are on varsity, we feel really good about the depth. You know, two years ago, it was like, oh, my gosh, if one kid goes out, your that's three, four your, positions. Your season, your season could be. Yeah, exactly. You, the game, you might not be able to play. Yeah. And last year, was, there was a little bit of nice uh, wiggle room. You know, we lose a kid here. We lose a kid there for, due to injuries for a week or so. We had enough little bit of pieces. Now we feel really good about, you know, we're one, two, sometimes in some positions, three or four deep that kids can play and that we have enough room to breathe. Um, and so that's kind of nice. But it it's taken a lot of effort at the lower levels. Like we've revamped how we 
are doing our JV team so that those kids as they come through are you know, in a position that can contribute if we need to the next year on varsity. So is the interest in playing football still in the community? Do kids still oh, want to yeah. play football? Yeah, I think they do. Um, I think it's just like everywhere else. I think um, kids, we, we, you know, we like to say kids have changed, but it really hasn't. Society's changed. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. You know, they have so many more distractions, you know, so Football is a hard sport. We don't have to make it harder by beating them up and, you know, with the types of practices and things that we do. Um, and so the thing is, is that I have to make sure kids want to play, but I got I have to find a way to keep them enticed. And, and I think we do a good job of that where we push them. Uh, we make, you know, we make football important, like special, like when they're a part of the team. You know, there's things people know that you play football. And um, so I think that's a that's a, an important aspect of building that team and that culture. Um, and it's, again, it's nothing new that anybody else doesn't do. It's just a little bit harder at a smaller school in the corner of the county. <laughs> right. And, and, you, and you mix things up during the practice week, too. Oh, yeah. like, like, what are some of the things you do during the practice week? Tell yeah. everyone. Uh, so, like, you know, we'll try to have some competitions. Um, you know, kids get like really bored out with a certain with you know individual and drill stuff so our goal is um and what we find anyways is kids are great at running drills right and they'll run the drill over and over and over so for us my coaches and i we were really really focused on game scenarios so you know we'll run drills um and, and more like team stuff where we're trying to teach the specific game scenarios. And so what that does for the kids is it gets them locked in and they're like, uh, you know, they're playing the game. Um, And so I think that's a, that's a really important. And then we just try to do a lot of different things. You know, like I have a yoga instructor coming out once a week, you know, we have just different time periods where uh, within practice, where we're, we're trying to um, just kind of coach them in through life. You know, we're, we're just kind of hanging out sometimes and, relaxing and then all right now we're gearing it up and we're full go so um it it's nothing that brand new or you know earth earth rattling or anything but i think for them it's a different way of looking at coaching don't don't, you don't you have like all out wednesdays or like uh, um no jogging thursdays or stuff like that yeah so we go so this year we're doing a no sweat wednesday so um so we're gonna go hard monday tuesday uh, then Wednesdays, it's just helmets. And I, I, that's we're going to do that for two reasons. One, um, the varsity staff has taken a greater interest in the JV. So I've kind of split my coaches into offense and defense. Um, and so then that way, you know, we're going to go through our yoga on Wednesday. They're going to come out in helmets, and we're going to go through game scenarios, like third and long, second and short, goal line. like, And it's really a big mental day. You know, we'll do a little bit of running uh, here and there. So you're not beating each other we're up. We're not beating each other up. And the thing is, is it because at, at the 1A level, we have so many guys who play both ways. So I got to find a way to keep them fresh by Friday. So yoga Wednesday, light, quick practice Wednesday gives them an opportunity to get their feet, you know, give them, get them out of practice a little bit early. Um, and then my coaches and I, we can fully invest in our JV game. And we're, you know, pretty much all going to be at every JV game coaching up the kids. And like the varsity guys are, um, we're just coaching on the sideline. We're position coaches. I'm going to let my other guys run the game. And then, you know, we're just going to focus on, trying to get those kids in a position to be competitive. Um, Describe that balancing act for me, pushing them to where you 
you feel you have to to get them ready, but also like pulling back to make sure you're not burning them out and overworking them too. Yeah, I think um, there's times, I know I'm guilty of this, where we'll we'll try to push the kids. Like if it's a big game or if it's a game that, you know, maybe I have a little bit more anxiety about, I'll push them. And, you know, maybe we'll have extra sessions or we'll run hills, which we have tons of hills around us. So we run a lot of hills and things like that. And what I feel happens is the kids have a hard time getting up by Friday, like energy level, because they're so tired and they're so drained. But Um, you have to do some of that hard work, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to do some of that hard work. But I think nowadays it's it's a mental you know, football is more mental than what people think it is. Um, and so with our offensive and defensive structures and what we try to do um, offensively and defensively, you know, I think if we're able to give them that that mental day, Wednesday, where we're putting them in, you know, positions and they're running through the play scripts and they're running through scenarios and what we're expecting to see from their opponents and what we want to do, then therefore Friday's – come and it's a little bit easier so for me like we go through those wednesdays where you know it's a jog really and then thursdays we're going to amp it up a little bit we'll be in half pads so we're not going to be like a typical walkthrough so we're going to amp it up and run actual games type situations so we're going to have a well and basically we're going to incorporate our special teams into what we did from wednesday and now we're going to go even faster and we're going to add other elements of the game. So we'll probably run a, a simulated game to thud, you know, so we're still not hitting massively and taking down. We're not driving people a thousand, you know, it's quick whistle, things like that. And so the, the goal is that hopefully by Wednesday, Thursday, that when Friday comes, those kids just want the leashes to be undone. They want to go. Right? And so we're kind of building up that, you know, uh, sense of uh, desire and intensity in them uh, to to play hard on Friday, and um, so that's that's the idea about it. You know, it, it's sort of like you're driving a car, right? Yeah. And you fill up the gas tank at the start of the week, and that tank of gas has to last you the whole week, right? You yeah. can't you can't you yep. can't refill the tank during the week. Yep. And it's how you manage that tank of gas to get you to the end yep. of the week, right? Yep. Yeah. No, that's a great analogy. Yep. Um, how, how would you compare the culture of your program now? compared to when you took over two years ago? Um, well, a uh, great example. Two years ago, you know, we, we lost our first game 6 nothing. Uh, had five turnovers in the red zone, and, and the kids were smiling and happy. And, you know, I had to kind of send a message about, you know, don't be excited about coming close to winning. The, you know, the idea is now instead of hoping they win a game, they expect to win a game. And Do you it, think that belief came back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, almost to some degree, a little too much, you know, um, you know, right now we're, we're kind of like, you know, we're curbing it try, as much as possible, telling the kids, like, I, I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to believe in each other. But at the same time, you know, we want to be realistic with our goals and expectations. And uh, we know what we have to do as a team to get better. So, um, yeah, but I think the kids, you know, they expect – to be in a position to compete for the playoffs. And last year, I don't know if they believed until early on. Um, you know, our first game, our first two games were well, really three games were kind of crazy uh, in terms of weather. And then, uh, it, you know, even the third game, we, you know, we were down 21 and all of a sudden we 
were down six and the kids like knew that they kind of shot themselves in the foot and you know had an opportunity and and kind of wasted it so um you know by probably about week four of last year the kids had a belief that they should be in the playoffs or they should be or right there they deserve that opportunity and now we don't have to wait for the beginning like the kids the kids work out they, they train they play everything that we do they know like one thing is driving our effort and that's to get us into the playoffs so what is the independent schedule done for you guys well one it's put us against teams in very similar situations you know and, and you know i had this argument you know with some people in frederick county uh public schools this past off season that you know seven and three we should be playing our old schedule and i said our old schedule included south hagerstown 3a playoff team north hagerstown 3a team included middletown playoff team middletown's back on your schedule yeah they right? are back on you know but they you know included middletown included walkersville um it had at one point before i got there they had two state champions of one year, Fort Hill and Walkersville. And then they had Middletown and Allegheny, two regional um, finalists. So it, it what it's done is it has really put us in the same boat of a lot of teams. Um, you know, and we'll see where things go in the next year or two. But, you know, I look across, you know, the streets and I see, our, you know, the other schools in the county still have way more numbers we do so like just because we're we're doing well doesn't mean we're necessarily out and that's that's the thing i, I want to make sure everybody always understands like seven to three is great we and i'm extremely proud of where we are but we still have to build and you know i think i i do believe in the next couple of years we're going to get out to a point where it's like we're back to solid ground and you know the the flow of kids one the community's growing you know, the, the JV team at the uh, BJR level has uh, like 28, 29 kids. The Pony team has like 25 kids or something. like. So the numbers are kind of coming back, um, and the number of kids coming into the school are growing. So I do think we're, we're going to continue to grow. Um, and, and so I think we're still a couple years away from being on solid ground in terms of numbers. But uh, it, it, it's helped us. It's, it's definitely helped give us – you know, some footing and, you know, we'll see where things go. What do, you, what do you say to the naysayers? What do you say to the people that say they shouldn't be playing an independent schedule? That, that, that We don't get to play an independent schedule. Why do they? Well, why do they? well I, I really don't understand why we don't get to. Like, it, now, if there's 1A teams, and that's my argument, like, if we have to play a 1A schedule because we're in the 1A, I don't see what's wrong with that personally. You know, all right, give me one or two. So that's what I'm saying. I, I don't necessarily complain about Middletown. You know, they're a 2A team. They're our neighbors. You know, they still have – right now we just got our numbers count in our school. We have 750 kids. I guarantee they have over 1,000, probably close to 11, 12. So they have 500 almost more kids than we do. You know, that's a huge, you know, advantage. And people who don't think that is, is they're crazy. Uh, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, but, it's a much bigger pool to pick yeah, players from. Yeah, exactly. And, and so my thing is, um, you know, I, I don't see why we can't play a regional schedule. Like, you know, I've, I've always been a proponent of playing a regional schedule. Does that mean, mean we have like, to play you, Fort you, Hill? You mean like broaden it out? Like, yeah. So, so because yeah, because like you said, there, there's only so many one A schools in exactly. the area. So, yeah. so if you want to, if you're just going to stay in this confined area, you're going to be against yeah. much big. Being yeah. as small as you guys are, exactly, you're not going to be able to avoid the bigger schools. So, yeah, yeah. So, 
How how has your summer gone uh, so far? Oh, good. Seven on seven and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, the kids are doing well. Um, you know, our guys. You know, we're probably about eighty-five to ninety percent attendance uh, every day. You know, you know, minus vacations. Um, the the great thing is, is those kids they come in and they compete, uh, and, and that's the that's kind of like where we're at now. Is like the competition amongst themselves because of the depth has has risen is it's pretty cool to watch it's fun you know and i haven't been at that position in a couple of years where the guys are like really getting at it and they're competing for spots and um you know so yeah we have some some really interesting players coming up i think that are gonna uh do big things so yeah we, we feel good about where we're at um Obviously, you know, I'd always like to have more linemen. <laughs> yeah. You guys were big, though, last year. We were. We were big last year, but we've lost three of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we lost two two, ta- oh, uh, you know, two major big pieces, and then a third the third one was about 210. So. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the kids. I mean, yep. your quarterback last year was Brady Snoots, who graduated. Yep. yep. Uh, Lane Herrick was your running back and linebacker. Yeah, yeah Lane Herrick, he, he led the he, county in rushing right. and, 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 and touchdowns. And, and he wasn't on the first team. And, and he right. wasn't yes. on the first team. Yes. yes. Okay. Sorry, yeah. thank you for letting yeah. me get that out. Sure. <laughs> and uh, then you had uh, Jake Remsburg, uh, yep. uh, another senior. I mean, you yep. had some really high-quality seniors that are no longer on this team. Yeah, so. yeah. and I think, um, you know, as, as good as Jake um, – I'm sorry, as good as Lane was, you know, in terms of his production and stuff, we're going to miss Jake more than anything, you know, because everybody has that one guy who just will stick his nose into anything. Offensively, defensively, can just, you know, he'll get you that three yards when you need it and will carry everybody on his back and is selfless, and that was Jake for us. And, uh, you know, we're going to miss him. Uh, We're going to miss him. But, you know, we were able to – we got a running back back from good counsel, Josh Pratt. Um, I was going to ask you, who are the kids you're counting on this year? Yeah, so Josh Pratt, he was a uh, part of the BJR team that won the Super Bowl three years ago. He was a um, good counsel. Wow. And he was at good counsel the past couple of years. And I think that just the rut of traveling down there and everything, you know, he's a 4.0 kid. So academically, he was fine down there. He, you know, he is, when you ask him about colleges, he's looking Ivy, you know, and he's not shy to say, I want to go to Ivy's league. Uh, and to, he has the to, great, to play to play football. Yeah, he would love to. Yeah, um, and so he he comes in and, uh, and just he's he's really it's interesting because sometimes when you get kids in of that high caliber to a team, you know it could shake things up uh, without saying anything. The kids have just gravitated to his like his effort level. And the young man's name again is Josh Pratt. Josh Pratt. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause good counsel. That's, that's the oh, highest yeah. level of high school football yeah. in, 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 in the state. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. He so. played, uh, he was on the JV team the past two years and uh, just had an opportunity and, to come home. And, and look, when you play football for so many years at the youth level with your friends and, and then, you know, he'd come to, uh, he, you know, he, he'd come to our games and see his friends do well. And, Kind of wanted to be a part of that, yeah. And, uh, and it's been great having him back, and the kids have uh, definitely have turned up their effort level to his. Well, will the offense matches. sort of be? Will he be the centerpiece of the offense? I imagine, uh, or well, he'll, he's going to be a big part of yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, you know, I, I think actually at our skill positions, we've gotten even better. You know, we had a, okay. we had a bunch of sophomores who were like slowly peaking. You know, like uh, for example, AJ Green was. A wide out. He didn't even crack the lineup until week ten, and ended up with over a hundred yards against Catoctin. You know, and like, so we see little glimpses of where they were last year. Now it's like, 
all right, the show is on. And, um, you know, so we have a lot of skilled players that we think um, are going to be pretty good. And, how about have a quarterback, the guy running your offense? Um, so we actually have two right now. It's been it's been really good. Uh, Blake Folden um, played JV last year. He's coming up. And, um, it, you know, what's been great is he's a really smart kid. And so he knows what he can do. Sounds like you have a lot of those on your team. Yeah. Really smart well, kids. Football smart, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah. uh, no, he's really smart all the way, all the way around. And yeah, but you have an Ivy League running back, yep. a really smart quarterback, yep. all the yep. way around. Well, they're cousins so, too, yeah. so uh, the wow. genetics okay. are there. There right? you go. So, but he he's he's done a really good job of um, you know taking hold of the offense and running with it. And then we we were able to get a um, actually Lane's cousin, uh, Wyland Herrick, who lives um, who was at St. John's. Is now at Brunswick and okay. So some private school kids mm-hmm. coming coming yeah. back to, yeah. to coming back home yeah. essentially. And yeah. uh, he's a he's a freak athlete, just an amazing athlete. And so I think between Blake and Wyland, the quarterback position is going to be just. Will fine. you be rotating them, or do you um, want to settle we, on one guy, or I, you're not not sure yet? I'm not or? sure yet. Honestly, yeah. as coaches, we go back and forth because Wyland's also going to play uh, free safety, and he's really good DB. I mean, like. He's really good DB. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my my OC, you know, he's always trying to get his quarterbacks to play one way, but I said, is that, is that not Mr. a Brunswick. Is that Mr. Pierce? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, Cur- Curtis Pierce. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, so I have – well, I have Curtis Pierce and I have uh, Rich Perry. So I have two. Okay. I always go with two. Yeah, I have a run guy and a pass guy. Um, and was, so, was Rich with you at TJ too? Yes, he was. Okay, yep. okay. so you brought, yep. brought those guys over. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Football games are won and lost often up front. You guys yep. have been strong there in recent years. How, how, how yep. are you looking there this year? Um, well, I still bring back Ben Nedro, who's a big six two two ninety tackle. Uh, he probably played tackle or guard this year. And um, you know, I still have Terrence Jackson, who's my other guard, quick guard, and you know. And then after that, I got some guys filling in that. It, are are good strong kids and uh but we're, we're a little light we're lighter than what we've been in the past um you know we're you know Katakta will roll out there with a bunch of 300 pounders and <laughs> uh we'll run out we'll roll out there with a couple of you know 200 pounders right, and yeah. then you know my two other big guys so um but the thing is is what we do you don't have to be overbearing you know it's nice if you were and obviously look at last year you know uh, we were really big, but a lot of those holes that Lane found were just off of double teams, and that's all we preach is getting double teams. So um, if we can focus on staying on our doubles and uh, and allowing the back to find a little bit of room, uh, I think we'll be fine. And then the beauty is, is with the skill players on the outside and the quarterbacks who both can throw, you know, Brady did a great job for us last year, but he'll tell you up to your face, he was a wide receiver playing quarterback. Yeah. Um, and now we have two quarterbacks, so either one of them can throw the ball. Well, and can will, make... the, will the other be on the field somewhere? Either yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or running back. Yeah, or, that's our yeah. goal is that yeah, they'll both be on the field somewhere. Right. Um, will most kids be going two ways, just just numbers-wise? Uh, um, yeah, we do a pretty good job of limiting that. Uh, I think this year we'll probably have a little bit more early on. And then typically we try to develop some depth so by the end or by closer to playoffs – we don't have to have as many two-way guys. And when you took over, everyone was playing two-way, oh, yeah. essentially. Yeah, so, everybody. <laughs> right. The, um, the, the, the 50 kids in the program, is that JV and, and varsity? varsity yeah. Okay, yeah, because yeah. you guys didn't even have a JV program no, when you, when you yeah. took over, right? Yeah, and then last year, you know, we had a, about halfway through our JV, uh, we, we had a string 
like really a bad string of injuries. So we had just about 20, and then we had three big-time injuries, two ACLs, and then like a – I, don't know, I guess it was like a vertebrae in the neck or something. But that that doesn't kill you guys. It now. doesn't. But it, we were at a position where I didn't want our younger guy, like our quarterback and our skill guys, to get killed. So I ended up moving or just fin- canceling the rest of the JV schedule and moving those guys up. And it was unfortunate, but you know they understood we were two and two at that point at the JV level. So like it wasn't that we were bad. I just had literally five linemen at that point. <laughs> right. and, and we were down to 13 healthy bodies and a couple kids coming off injury. So I was like, you know what? It's just not too safe right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. But now, you know, right now the JV is sitting at like 22 kids, you know, and every day it seems like I get a new kid signing up because he's moved into the neighborhood. Like we've probably had four new kids move in in the past three weeks. How, how many are you looking to carry on varsity? Uh, right now, 30, we're, 30 yeah, something? yeah. I, you know, to be honest with you, at TJ, we had up in the 40s, and it was sometimes a pain, you know, because too many kids not yeah, in the too, game, exactly. Yeah. And and if they're not in the game, then they're not invested. And you know, I, you know, for me, I've always liked to try to keep it at like 35. You know, 30, 35. You know, you want to have enough depth, um, and you want to have enough guys who can play you know, special teams and give some people some rest. But, you know, when you, once you get in the 40s and 50s, sometimes, you know, other coaches I think will agree, it, it could be a pain. It can be. Now, if they're all bought in and locked into the same purpose and maybe they're finding ways in the games, then they're they're a little bit better. But uh, it could sometimes be a hassle having too many. I mean, it's, it's life at a 1A school. I yeah. mean, if you talk to Kevin Raybot, the school softball coach, yeah. I mean, I think he had 10 players all yeah. season, so one injury yep. that they couldn't afford it yep. uh, at all. Like the numbers, it sounds like they're fluctuating below where you guys are. Has your, has your success, is, is that sort of translated in, in getting more kids out, or is it still yeah, too no, early to tell? Or? No, no, it definitely has. Like, for example, um, I had, let's see, what? So I've had three kids come back this year, and then there was a couple more that we're going to, but um, I just kind of I told them not interested. So I had five kids that wanted to come come and start playing and, and come back and play. I just had a soccer kid call me about coming to play, and you know, so like I think it does bring interest. I think kids do want to you know come and play, um, but you know when you have so many different sports, kids are pulled different directions, different you know yeah. family things and. Um, yeah, so, yeah. What are you most proud of of what you've done so far through two years? I think the overall just changing culture. Like, when I took the job and I talked to the AD and the principal, they were telling me about how many fights the football kids were getting into, how many, you know, uh, bad grades they were getting, how many ineligible players they had, just, just how horrible the culture, athletic culture was. And I... I'm really glad, and, and this is something I stressed to the kids at, when I was at TJ, too, is that, you know, football comes, you know, first. We're the first sport, right? You know, football, soccer, cross country. We're the first sport. So if we have a good season and we do well, we carry ourselves throughout the building, throughout the fall, in a, in a good, positive manner, then that kind of sends – like the message for the rest of the school year. And, you know, we've, we saw that this year. Like my kids don't get in trouble, you know, for the most part, 
they're going to slack in grades here and there, but I jump them, and, you know, I yell at them, and then they pick it up. Like, the effort level is there, um, and they want to be a part of something positive. So for me, I, I guess the most thing I'm – the biggest thing I'm proud of is just the overall attitude about playing football and about being an athlete. Like, it, it's definitely um, – it's definitely created a, a, a buzz about being an athlete and uh, that I don't know was necessarily there in a, in a big part, you know? Yeah. And in the, the off season, the schedule in the playoff format has changed a little bit. It's now a nine game regular season Yep. for a team on the borderline. Like you, you could get 10 games or more, or you could be stuck with nine. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you feel about the, the format change? I like it. I think it's good. I, I definitely think it opens up. Like, so if we had that format last year, we would have finished, I think, sixth. Um, even though the the fifth place team, you know, we had a better record. Is you it know, a bummer though? You're losing a game. Um, no, because Potent- potentially. Yeah, you're potentially losing the game. But let's be honest: if you're one and nine, you, know, you don't want to play that tenth game. Yeah, or you know, one or, and eight, you yeah. don't want to. Yeah, it's sometimes the kids are kind of checking out by that last game, anyways. So if you're if you have a losing season, most of those kids just want to bag it in. Um, now, it depends. Like obviously, TJ Frederick, those kids they get up for that last game, you know and. Um, and I'm sure same thing with Lignor and uh, um, Urbana, that how they used to get up for that game, that last game. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a, a, a big difference. I don't. I, I prefer it. I think it's a good idea. I think. Uh, I think the way they're, you you get out of the region and they reseed everything. I yeah. think that's. You know, preventing you, the, you, you uh, theoretically would get the best teams playing in the state championship yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm tired going to watch the state championship game in the week blowout. in the second week Bl- of the the playoffs. You know, right? Because let's be honest, Walk, couple, Walkersville, Middletown, it, Walkersville, Damascus. Exactly. Yeah, all, all that those, was yeah. that was the state championship game. Right. You know, and um, so I think what they I think what they're doing is a good start you know is it perfect no but at least they're trying to make an effort and um yeah so i do think it's a good start now i hear a lot of parents and i hear a lot of people say well for the schools that don't make the playoffs why can't they just find a way to get a 10th game but that's a logistical nightmare isn't it yeah and again because you don't know you don't know if you're out of the playoffs sometimes until the end and then they have to Schedule a tenth game like that on the fly, yep. transportation, well, and, and everything, and, and then take into the fact that that tenth game is right. You know, you get done with that tenth game, you got a week before basketball tryouts. There's probably a lot of kids who are wrestlers or basketball players. Yeah, the basketball that, coaches hate it because because yeah. they, they, they they're not getting players until the season's up basically yeah, underway. Exactly. You know, Walker's off a couple of years. They were starting their season without any of their starters because they're all right. playing in the state championship, you know? The wrestling team, same thing. Yeah, yeah. so, I, you know, I think what they're doing is a good effort, a good start. Um, and so nine know. games, that's, that's a long season. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard yeah. to get through it healthy and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, just it doesn't seem like it's really shortchanging anyone by losing that. Tenth no. game, so. I, I don't think so. And there's so many schools that are struggling to find ten games. You know. well, were, were you guys one of them, or did, uh, no, did you guys we were, have trouble filling out your schedule? Um, not this year. The previous two years, we were, we we had a couple of holes here and there. Like um, 
one of the teams – oh, like, so my first year we played Hancock. They pulled out, and so we had to find uh, a team. That was our third loss. We find a team from D.C., you know. Yeah, so, o- Oakdale played nine games yeah, last year exactly. because they had a program yeah. fold on them yeah. uh, right right before they yeah. were scheduled to play. But, you know, so. a lot of states actually play nine regular season games, and week 10 is the playoffs. So I don't think it, it hurts at all. Right. I, I, you know, right. I, as, as a football fan and just as an observer of Frederick County football, do you feel things are pretty wide open this year? I mean, you have your – not not in terms of, like, who the best teams are, but um, it's like Ligonor lost a lot. Yeah. Oakdale lost a lot of good players. I mean, yeah. you guys lost a lot of good players. Yeah. I mean, Catoctin brings back a lot of – I mean, yeah. do, do, do you feel like the level of talent, I guess, is what I'm saying, is a little more balanced and spread out this year? Yeah, I think it's um, it's definitely interesting. I'll, I'll say that uh, – because everybody wants to know, like, all right, so what's Oakdale going to do? You know, what's Ligonier going to do? Like, they they both lost some really, really big key pieces. Now, you and I know that they're just going to keep churning, and right. they got kids that step right in. Can Urbana jump back in the mix? Yeah, can, so. yeah. and so I think it will be interesting. Um, but the thing is, I had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I think our, our coaches out here in Frederick County – I know I'm biased, but I do think we're some of the best coaches in the state of Maryland. Well, it's, refl- it's reflected yeah. on the field because yeah. because when Frederick County teams play teams from outside of the county, they have a lot of success. Yeah, you know, I I, I definitely think we we have some of the best coaches in this county. Even in, even, in Kev- even Kevin, who's not a head coach, he's so active with USA football yeah. and running all these camps and clinics that you were mm-hmm. a part of this year uh, with, with Chuck Foreman and, and, yeah. and all these folks. Yeah, uh, so. So I mean the culture it's a pretty yeah. close knit culture too. Yeah, I mean yeah. you guys generally like each other, right? You yeah, know, right, right. Yeah. Oh, there's some definite rivalries, but oh yeah, yeah. We will always, I think, protect Frederick County first. So right, it's it's a nice little fraternity. Right. This will be the 51st season of football at Brunswick. Last year you guys celebrated uh, your yeah. fifth, fifth, fifth yep. year anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. How's a little small engine that could school like Brunswick sustained a football program for 51 years. Man, I tell you, it, it it's um, just mirrors the town, right? It's, it's blue-collared, rough, you know, and it's something that the kids all want to be. And it's interesting, you look at the kids and we have, and we have all these kids moving in and community, you know, so many outsiders moving in. Yeah, when will, when will you start to benefit from all these houses and stuff being built in Brunswick? Um, we have for a little bit. We have to a degree. Um, but when you look at, like, the players of Brunswick, they're the families who have been here for years. And so it's been really nice to see, like, the old Brunswick – and the New Brunswick, and and sometimes you you think that towns would kind of merge to the newness coming in, but really the the rustic roots of Brunswick are always like out front. You know, they it, it's just really a tough blue collar town, and um, and that's something that we thrive on within our program of just trying to outwork people and um, and just not accepting anything but that. Does it bother you that people think of Brunswick primarily as a baseball town? No, because I don't, I don't think they think of that anymore. You don't? Well, I, I think we're still a big baseball town. Don't get me wrong. Like all right. the youth league. Yeah. Like there's a thousand and one fields. But, um, you know, I think overall athletes coming out of Brunswick, like we're churning out a bunch of not just baseball players, but 
we have kids coming out for football. We have kids leaving to play lacrosse. Like our, you know, Lane is going to play D two lacrosse. Like he's got a full ride to play at Seton Hill. You know, so I I think as a school, maybe the community is baseball oriented, but as a school, I see a lot of kids coming out playing like all sorts of sports. It's been really kind of neat to see the growth. Uh, our track programs. Yeah, we've had kids go D one. I think we have one yeah, in Luke Luke Campbell, right? Yeah, is, is com- com- competing, com- yeah. competing overseas, right? Yeah. yeah, and you know, uh, Rosie Sissamanic went to Memphis, and you know, and I think we have one Jackson Toomey. I think if he continues to blossom, you know, he won the one A state championships. I think he's he could be a, a college track uh, track athlete. You know, like so. I I just think the athletes at Brunswick are starting to grow, and there's. Maybe it's class by class, but there's a growing sense of pride in, in athletics. Um, that's just really cool. To see. All, all these new houses in Brunswick, what they just young families and the kids are too young yeah, for high school, oh, or yeah. yeah, no, the elementary schools are they're, they're overpacked to the gills, man. Like there's over ten portables at Brunswick Elementary. Yeah, they had to take the um, library and put like portable walls in the library just to make classrooms. Like it is packed. So little old Brunswick's not going to be little old no. Brunswick for much longer. You guys are no. gonna, you guys aren't won't even be one A eventually, right? I think we're still going to be one A. You think so? There's not I there's do. not that not uh, not that many I, new families and we'll, kids coming in. We'll get to a thousand. I don't think we're going to be over a thousand. And what, what's the, what's the threshold? Do you know? Um, about nine hundred, so it's okay. so, yeah. so we'll be like right there on the cusp. It depends on so where even, everybody so, else. So even all these this development and stuff that won't push you out, I, out of one A. I don't think so, not yet, because there's also growth. There's so much growth going on in the county. You know, look at you know Tuscarora. There's four developments growing right across the street, like in all right. the other neighborhoods. So I think overall the the county is growing. So you know, as we grow, so too those. You so know, you're, you're not gaining on anyone. Probably Everyone's not. growing at the not same rate. Not as much. Yeah. yeah. Not, right. I don't think as much as people would think. Right. Yeah. So uh, first day of practice, a little more than a week away. Uh, yeah. What, what, what are you looking forward to the most? Are you excited or? Yeah, I am excited. I'm I'm tired right now, but I am excited. Well, okay. There's not enough hours <laughs> in your day. We, there already, we already established yeah. that. But you know, I'm just excited to get out there, start running around, and seeing helmets and. Um, you know, it's just fun. You know, kids who love football and are there for each other and there for the game, it's just fun to coach. And we have a good time. And the kids, uh, you know, they have a, they make it enjoyable. And I just, I, you know, I'm ready to get out there. And I think the kids are really amped up. Um, so it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. The, the goal for me is always just take one day at a time and um, – you know, and don't look too far ahead because you as coaches sometimes we could do that and we get bogged down with too many things. But I've done, I've tried to do a really good job since I've been at Brunswick of like sitting back and breathing and finding the the positives and just smiling. You know, like oh, we have twenty three kids. Ah, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Let's do it. You know, and like you know, and that's the thing is we're one A. Uh, and people forget about us. We're in the corner. They forget about us, and that's fine. I don't. I don't mind that. We're just there to play football. Under the radar. We're under the radar. We're just there to play football, have fun, and uh, you know, get kids to have a good experience and 
maybe get them in the college playing football or at least get them prepared to be successful right. in life. So. so we have no sweat Wednesdays. What 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 else do we have? Like donut Fridays or, or, or <laughs> no Fridays or like paydays? Uh, pay, paydays. Payday. Okay, yeah. Payday Friday. Right. Time right. To check out. Uh, any other uh, little gimmicks you have going on during the week or? Uh, no, not really. Not Just, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah. We always come up with something. Right. What, what sort of tone are you looking to set um, first day of practice? Uh. Well, for me, it's. It, it, it's the same tone every day. It's about uh, just the effort, overall effort. Like I'll, you know, I, the kids will tell you I, I yell and scream at them just about warm ups. I probably yell at them about warm ups more than anything, just because that sets the tone for your effort everywhere. So, um, for me, that first day is just getting back to basics. And my coaches hate it, and the kids probably hate it. But like I, you know, I give them the spiel about this is a football. It's made of pigskin. It's leather and it's tied together. You know, I I try to give just try to. Bring it all back to basics. You've been playing this game since you're a little kid. It's not actually made of the skin of I a know, pig. It's, 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 a, it's a cow. It's a cow, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, I like I give them that whole spiel about you know the game and uh, and when you're out there, you need to be having fun. And so we'll find a way to have fun. I'll inject as much as possible to have fun, but it's about our effort, and our effort sets that. That's threshold. that's what you've been preaching for two oh, years yeah. now. And I've I've heard it over and over yep. from you. Effort and it's effort. what and, and what you say is it's what you do when no one is watching, yep. not yep. when not when everyone's watching, right? That yep. that, that that that's what counts. Yep. So and that's the thing, like um, you know, we we talk about Josh Pratt, right? And the great thing is, is he has all his boys and his friends and his, but yet when it's his turn, earbuds are in. He doesn't mess like. It's almost like he tunes all that out, and he's just focused on what he has to do to get better and continue to climb and continue to, to push himself. And, you know, kids see that, and they, they gravitate, and that's what it takes. And it's about the effort and, and focusing on putting forth the best. And and the, the biggest thing is, and this is what I had a fight with him the first time I got there, and I continue to fight it because they're, they're, they're teenage kids, is that it's okay to fail. I think – that's an important skill and it is a skill is accepting failing at something but failure is what i tell them is quitting and not doing it again or not trying again or not learning from why you not failed using, not using it as a teacher exactly and so like we've really 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 made that and it's hard when you've lost so many games before you know when they had that losing streak it was hard for them to understand it's okay to fail you know, because that's they all thought failing. I'm a failure. Every, everyone fails, yeah. right? And so, like, you know, that's what we kind of focus on the first couple of days is we, we really push it. We try to go as fast as possible. Um, and we really want to put the mental strain with the physical strain and, and see where their threshold is. So Offense will be balanced, throwing, p- passing? or Probably, yeah, a lot more than last year. You know, last year we were 70-30 run pass, you know, um, but we'll be a lot more balanced now. Even with Mr. Pratt uh, yeah. running, running oh, the ball? Well, yeah, because yeah, he's even better catching the ball in space. So you'd be throwing like, yeah. little screens at, out to him and at, stuff? At yeah. good counsel, he was a slot. So Okay. Um, so it'll diversify your offense a little bit. Yeah. So defense, how, how are we looking? Um, actually, I, I think we're better defensively than we were the past couple of years. So, yeah. so I think, yeah, we're a little bit older and uh, we're a little bit more flexible in what we do. So, yeah, we. Um, I'm excited. So. How about the region playoffs are a realistic expectation for you guys? Or? Yeah, I think I think they definitely are um, 
in, within our grasp. You know, obviously we still have to get through Catoctin and Boonesboro, Boonesboro again. Right. Um, but you know, look, I know they're good. And your, I, your region is sneaky stuff. tough yeah because you have fort hill and allegheny in yep. there too right and, and that's like and then and they're state powers yeah so. you throw in mountain ridge who's a big and literally they're like mountain boys they're big big boys up there and uh you know you, and you got williamsport who's back down and they got you know uh lincoln ball throwing the you know cor- and quarterback very quietly and, you guys play in one of the toughest regions in the state yeah so, oh yeah uh, i think so yeah because so. i mean you're competing maybe for one spot a bunch yeah. of teams for one spot. Yeah. When, when when you consider the traditions at Fort Hill and Allegheny yep. and yep. places like Catoctin and Boonesboro. Yep. So, and then yeah. and you can't let out, like, well, Southern the, Garrett was, yeah. you know, they lost to Fort Hill the first time, like, nine to six or something. It was, well, that's yeah. where the expanded playoff yeah. field, that, that helps so, you guys. You, you're not, you're, instead of four, now, yeah, now it's exactly. eight. So, yeah. so, and you guys would have been yeah. in, in the top eight last year. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so, we, so we're excited. Yeah, my goal is I tell them um, top eight I think we should be in. Top four should be our goal. Like, let's get that extra home game. Like Because then it feels like you're really in the yes, playoffs. exactly. If, if, if you're top four, like you would exactly. have been, been in no matter what. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Now, and, and don't get me wrong, if – you know we're fifth, and we have to play somebody again. You'll still be happy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. It's not it's, like, it's, oh no, we were the we're in the playoffs, but we're only the, the fifth seed. Yeah. So, but we want that extra playoff game. I understand. So, so. Jerry Smith, uh, Brunswick High School football coach. Thanks for coming in, coach. Thanks, wish, man. wish you a lot of luck uh, this season. So. Thanks, appreciate it. My thanks to Graham Collin uh, for producing and all of you uh, for tuning in. We will continue our look at the upcoming uh, high school football season in Frederick County with with some more coaches. We'll have them on in future weeks. And look forward to the start of the season now. We're, we're, we're less than a month away now, or, or about a month away. So thanks to Coach Smith, and uh, we will see you next week back here on the Final Sport Podcast.